What's up, Josh? How you doing, Seabass? I'm doing good, man. I'm happy to be here. In Me too. Beautiful On the first beanbag. episode yeah. of... What are we? What we didn't know. What we didn't know. Almost forgot the title, I'm going to be honest. No, I saw it in your face. Yeah. yeah. It, like, it escaped you. It's yeah. gone. Almost. Yeah. But we didn't. No, we didn't. So, on this podcast, mm-hmm. episode one through 1001, mm-hmm. we're going to be <laughs> going over things that we really didn't know. Things that seemed like we kind of knew, mm-hmm. but how much do we really know about it? That's the thing, man. So, what's on the agenda for episode one, CBS? I am so glad you asked. So, agenda for day one. Michelin stars. A Michelin star. A Michelin star. Think right now. How much do you really know about a Michelin star? How did it start? Why did it start? What do they do? What is it? Like, what do you know about it? Gordon Ramsay. Literally. That's about it. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I know my man got a lot. I'll tell you how many later. Yeah, we'll get into the facts. We'll get into that. But yeah, no, I don't know a lot about Michelin stars. Um, I'm sure it was in the Chef movie. Shout out Chef. Yeah, if you've um, seen Chef, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Bradley. Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah. Is That's that his Bra- name. No, I promise. It's wrong, but okay. Yeah, I promise. Like, it's John Favreau. But oh, Chef. I'm thinking Burnt. Yeah, you can you also are. watch that movie. <laughs> they actually get the Michelin star wrong a little bit in that movie mm. from the research I did. Again, we'll get into that. We'll get into it. But yeah, anyway, like I was saying... Um, Take us off. Got it. Yeah. What do you have? What are so, we yeah, on? we're going to tell you everything we learned about the Michelin star. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we're not pros. We're no. just two Yet. friends who met in college, freshman year, roommates. have been roommates, got business degrees, and mm. now tell you about things we don't even really know. We don't. And we're roommates again, by the way. We have a house. They were roommates. And they were roommates. There it is. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, let's uh, get into what we learned All so right. that you can tell other people how smart you are about the Michelin star. There you go. And then you look better in front of friends, family, and potential suitors. Everybody. Everybody. Okay. All right. So let's get started with that history. Oh, history. Yes, man loves Do we want to go into history? No, I got a little history in let's here. Get into yeah, yeah, history. Let's get into history. All right. So let's take it back. Rewind Ooh. it all the way to all the 1900. Way. Oof. All right. Michelin star. Didn't exactly start in 1900, mm. but what did was the Michelin company mm. and you know those tires way back like, way back like the tire company tire company oh, man and I bet all of you are going right now like wait wait a second mm. the Michelin star mm-hmm. for fancy restaurants and the tire company mm. you put on your your little 2013 Prius are the same thing <laughs> they are <laughs> indeed yeah Prius is for lame um yeah, no, that like surprised me when I read it. Like I had to reread it. Like yeah. Michelin uh-huh. stars. It's like same thing. Yeah. You know? Um but it's the guy, like the marshmallow man, you right. know? That you see everywhere. And um I saw him everywhere in my third world neighborhood growing up. Um of Peru. Of Peru, yeah. There you that's go. The one. But yeah, you know, it's just I don't mm-hmm. associate him with delicious food. So I wouldn't either. Yeah, yeah. Please, please. Yeah. So let's let's uh, talk more about it. So mm-hmm. it all started with the beginning of the automobile boom. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so let's go to France. All France. right. There's 3000 or less people with cars. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine who those 3000 less people are. The elite, the wealthy, the famous people who can afford this magical invention, a yes. car. Right. Um, and then there was these two brothers. Their names were Edouard and Andre Michelin. Mm. And they started a tire company 
uh, actually with this new invention, a replaceable air-filled tire. Mm. Whoa, Delicious. what are they doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem with their company was that there was like less than 3,000 people who had a car. <laughs> they didn't really have a market. Oh, if only yeah. they went to business school. Like exactly. We like we did. Yeah. We know that that wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't work. Price college your business, baby. But they d- knew something that we didn't. Mm. They knew that guidebooks were super popular and all the rage back then. Why? Why? Because <laughs> they didn't have the internet. <laughs> Right? Yeah. So a guidebook had maps, Mm -hmm. stores, Mm -hmm. uh, places you could go, things you could do, Mm. just all the information needed in a nice, tidy little book. But you know what kind of guidebooks they didn't have? Food. Got you. (laughs) They had a lot of food, actually. No, what's that? They actually didn't have motorist guidebooks Mm. for people with cars because it wasn't really a thing people had. Right. And so there were no like streets where you could drive petrol station to get gas. Petrol. I'm saying petrol because wow. it was very European. We're going British. Yeah, it's huh? France. Okay. <laughs> um, and, you know, they didn't have mechanics where you mm-hmm. could, you know, get your car fixed or tires replaced. They didn't have any of this. So how do you drive a car and not know what to do with it? Enter Edward and Andre Michelin. Mm. They actually created the first motorist guidebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, skipping forward just a little bit, huge success, instant boom. People loved it so much so. Yeah, so much so that um, they're gaining mass attention from places outside of France. Um, So they actually uh, went outside of France into places like Belgium, um, into Spain, into the UK, Mm. uh, into Germany uh, over the next uh, five to ten years they started making guidebooks for all these different countries and really uh, made their company reach outside of their not only their town or their city mm. or their country uh, but just around different regions of the world that's crazy man it really was yeah um, and skipping forward a bit more something that uh, they people really loved within their guidebooks can, mm. can you guess what it is food food mm-hmm. it was huge people loved the food section of their guidebooks mm-hmm. not only taking their car out but where to and mm-hmm. what's something we love to go and do travel man travel love and, seeing things and what do we like to do during travel i mean i like to eat myself. i like to eat yeah yeah bruh Some good food. i like to eat and so that that food part of the guidebook took off mm. uh, so much so that they reconstructed it and expanded it to be a much bigger platform within mm. the book. And they also hired these people called inspectors. The inspector. inspectors. What a name, right? right? What a name. Yeah. I never thought that's what they'd be called. You know? No, but. definitely. Um, and this took place in 1926. So, you know, it took some time for this to really catch on. But by 1926, the food uh, section of the guidebook was was massive. It was huge. And so they created what we now know as the Michelin star. Mm. Um, Basically a rating system to tell motorists around all these different countries where the best places are to eat. Yes, sir. Based on what the inspectors uh, were reviewing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me, a little little tidbit here. So from what I researched and, you know, understood, they like 
wanted to transition the Michelin brothers, right, mm-hmm. into the food mm-hmm. because obviously guidebook food was very popular. Yeah. But they wanted to find a way for drivers to want to travel more. Mm. So, you know, you bring what people love, right. delicious food. And how do you get there? I'm not going to walk there. No, not me. Not no, this guy. I'm going to hop on my Michelin powered car. And go get some food. There you go, you know man. What what? Are, you, are you advertising for them? I mean, hey, Michelin brothers, I guess ancestor. No, what's the word in English? Brethren. Brethren. No, wrong. Go. Anyway, <laughs> if Michelin brothers are your grandparents, hit us up. There you go. Um. So yeah, uh, this really just kind of out of nowhere, mm-hmm. this tire company transformed into a. Uh, high-end exclusive uh restaurant rating company crazy way to diversify the portfolio boys (laughs) really was something um so going further into this uh the guidebooks Mm -hmm. for michelin were actually really really well done Mm. they actually made a good amount of money okay um from these guidebooks they started selling them in about 1921 before that they were free um Stupid. yeah fun fact the brothers actually walked into like this mechanic shop and saw their guidebook uh like propping up this mm. guy's workstation <laughs> that's all he was using it for nice and they really realized people don't appreciate something unless you gotta buy it gotta get some money yeah. man yeah and so they started selling it for about seven francs if i have my information correct um sounds cheap yeah, but with this money and with the popularity they had, they're actually able to hire uh, a ton of inspectors to go and review these places. Um, but not only that, really get detailed maps and locations mm. for motorists. Okay. So another fun fact coming your way. Um, during World War II, uh, the British and mm. the French and probably a lot of other people actually used the guidebooks uh as maps during the war they would give it out to the soldiers to use to know where they were going what they were doing because these maps were so well created better than any other maps in the world so they created an instrument of war basically that's exactly what they did mission if you still want to sponsor (laughs) (laughs) no no that's crazy though because it's like already right there yeah automobile industry cartographers somehow and culinary i mean they brought the three most important things together yeah well what are we doing uh we're sitting yeah with microphones damn that's depressing it's super exciting i'm talking to my therapist about that this week i'm gonna talk to your therapist too you, sh- you should oh wait i can't talk a lot about that here this is life <laughs> hello therapist if you're listening how you doing out there <laughs> to all the therapists hey yeah we appreciate what y'all do thanks for joining so more into the history of uh the michelin star mm-hmm. what we actually know these days is pretty different from what they were back then. Mm-hmm. So like I've said a lot, it was an elitist thing. It was Love for it. people with money, mm. people with cars. But uh, as we move into the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, mm-hmm. um, more and more people had cars. Uh, of production began to boom. Uh, it was affordable for the common man, the common woman, mm-hmm. um, maybe even the common child, depending sure. on your piggy bank savings. <laughs> Love that. And so the Michelin star was not as exclusive as it used to be. Mm. And Michelin didn't, I mean, if you look at their website today, they don't even say that they're an exclusive thing. 
uh, they give stars to good food, not to fancy restaurants. Right. Um, but Street markets in Singapore, for exactly, example. Man, exactly. We'll love yeah. to go there one day. Um, so eventually, over many, 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 many decades, they moved away from mm-hmm. uh, the elitism of France and the European fine dining experience. But it did take a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the course of that time, they created a lot of different kind of rule sets, a lot of procedures for how they rated uh, restaurants. And I actually have those ratings right here for you. So they looked at five main categories. Oh, yes, sir. So they awarded a star to restaurants offering outstanding cooking Mm. um, based on five universal criteria. So tell your friends and family this in case you ever want to sound really smart in public. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, So number one quality of ingredients mm, all right don't just get that cheap cheese all right <laughs> get that nice stuff get that moldy cheese yeah yeah. all right unless you're lactose then don't then yeah stay away from that stuff shout out to all my lactose brothers and sisters out there shout out um and number two was harmony of flavors mm, how are we bringing harmony. these ingredients and these flavors together to create that harmony you know mm. what it makes me think of what's that ratatouille oh right little cheese and grape action exactly yeah. remember that harmony that Ooh. sparkle that Beautiful. spunk yeah Beautiful. it's all about that isn't it yeah. have you tried that have you tried the grape cheese combo i can't say i have no no, no. Never, mm. i'm talking about it but i actually don't know I'm, I'm just saying i just thought like a lot of kids were like oh man i gotta get some grapes and cheese like now you know and thus children became Michelin star inspectors. Listen, it's not that hard. It's not that. We should. Do you have like? We can get to it, but like, do you have notes on how like you become one? Because that's like a dream job. Um, know? I kind of have a thing of what it takes. Okay. But it's a very secretive mm-hmm. industry. So I can't apply online, like inspectors. So much. <laughs> Damn. Like fun fact: the top executives at mm-hmm. Michelin don't even know who their inspectors are. That's crazy. A lot of them have never even met one of their inspectors. It's <laughs> so uh, secretive. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they met them, but they just but don't they have know. no idea. Yeah. Zero clue. 100%. You know, could be a thing. Yeah. That's the dream job. You like, you travel the world mm-hmm. to eat good food mm-hmm. and then talk about it. Yeah. I mean, uh, they eat 250 to 300 uh, lunches and dinners a mm, year and uh, to remind all the folks out there there's only 365 <laughs> days in a year yeah so like three out of four weeks of the year they're on the road they're traveling mm. and they're eating good food yeah see yeah i wanted to touch on that a little bit because i know like there's no like special treatment no one knows who they are when mm-hmm. they go to this restaurant so they like they pay for everything right this like the committee or whatever does Michelin like refund all that or is that like not a thing um yeah uh Michelin pays for everything okay um these inspectors mm-hmm. are getting the best food in the world mm. paid for nice. yearly yeah daily weekly monthly first class airfare I yeah. mean everything mm-hmm. um because they release the most prestigious awards yeah uh in the world to these restaurants that's crazy, man. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna foot the bill. Yeah, you know? we we picked the wrong majors. <laughs> we really did. I don't have the palate for that. No, nobody's trusting my flavor <laughs> profile. Well, that's true. You don't. First of all, you don't even eat anything from the sea. So yeah, no seafood for me. That, that scratches you out already. Please don't send me any gas. <laughs> 
Um, by the way, this man comes from the sea and he hates the sea. So. I don't hate the sea. I just don't like the creatures in it on yeah. my plate. Or when you're on the ocean or in the ocean. Oh, they're cool. I would swim with a dolphin, at a night. turtle. At night, at night. You don't know what's <laughs> out there at night. You don't know what's out there during the day, man. Well, at least I can somewhat make out a fish versus sure. a shark. <laughs> Right. Same thing, same thing. Okay. Anyway, let's get back on track here. Yeah. What were we talking about? Michelin stars? Sure. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Um, let me. Woke up when? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shout out Messi. <laughs> hey, shout out Messi. Anyway. Um, but the five universal criteria. All right. Number one, again, was quality of ingredients. Mm-hmm. Number two, harmony of flavors. Mm. Number three is mastery of technique. How Ooh. well do these chefs know what they're doing? That's How well thing, can man. they chop up a huge salmon uh you ever seen gordon ramsay do that <laughs> no this man does it in like like not seconds but like a minute yeah, or two like that's quick insane. He knows you seen them like get a the wreck of lamb yeah yeah like, just he just clean, goes to town clean. yeah yeah that's you've got to have mastery of technique yeah right? i don't have that i would cut myself yeah me multiple too. times me too pal um number four is personality of chef as expressed through their cuisine mm, i read that yeah. right and i was wondering like how do you do that? Like, how does your personality come out in your food? You know, like you know. Is Gordon Ramsay's food just always mad at you. Like, <laughs> like how do you know? You know, <laughs> what is it? Yeah, that's why he has 17 right, yeah. Michelin stars because the, the food is angry. <laughs> it's always it's angry. pissing at you, man. Yeah. Um, but no, I, uh, as a as a food connoisseur, as an expector, mm-hmm. you just know when your food has personality. That's true. That's I don't. True. <laughs> but they I, mean, do. I don't either. Yeah. Like right. the, the chef movie, John Favreau. Mm-hmm. I felt like that's like personality in the food. Yeah. He wanted to put like some weird, crunchy, like pig intestine. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that was, but he, that was beautiful to him. It, you it know? was magical. Yeah. And molds and lava cake. Like that mm-hmm. was just yeah old. You know, yeah. I don't want that. Food wasn't just something to digest Mm-mm. to him. Yeah, it, it was almost like a like a living thing that you had to harmonize with. Yeah, it's and crazy. Like that's that's what it takes. Like yeah, like the way Scarlett Johansson was looking at him while he was making that pasta. Like oh, that's personality form. right there. It's an art form. It's beautiful. Yeah, I would sleep with him if I saw a dude in that. You know, art. We love it. Art <laughs> <laughs> makes Sebastian do wild yeah. things. What can I say? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, number five, and the last criteria to gain a Michelin star is consistency across mm. the entire menu over time. So not just one night. You have a good night. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a Friday night. You're cooking mm-hmm. your best. No, you need to cook your best the next day, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday. Even if it's a rainy Wednesday <laughs> on a Wednesday afternoon you got to be cooking your best because that's when one Wednesday, of these inspectors man. could be there. What's wrong with Wednesday? Why is that the worst day? I don't know. I said rainy Wednesday. Fair, fair, it's fair. It's different. Fair. You know, who wants wet socks stepping in puddles? Ooh, wet socks are nasty. Exactly. Why are you walking outside off with just your socks? Hey. Wait, who's doing that? I don't know. It's... Okay. Anyway. So just to reiterate, inspectors... They're undercover. They're mm-hmm. anonymous. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows who they are. Mm-mm. The Michelin company sends them out, and very, very few people 
know who these inspectors are and they're all within the company so when they right. go to this restaurant to review it the chefs doesn't know that mm -hmm. they're here to review for the michelin star the wait staff doesn't know the restaurant owner doesn't know nobody knows so mm -hmm. they're just a common guest man and, yeah and they can come as a single person they can mm -hmm. come uh as a couple they can come even as a group it's not often as a group but you know uh there's no really rules around how they need to come they just need right. to be anonymous so can they come as like a it's my birthday group <laughs> or is that just like no these are super <laughs> cool restaurants i'm yeah, not yeah. gonna say like super fine or fancy because mm -hmm. they're really not striving for fancy mm -hmm. they're striving for food but yeah i mean hey <laughs> it's it's our fellow inspector inspector's birthday let's go out and celebrate yeah, celebrate and while we're Inside. at it let's give a michelin star yeah yeah you know it is what it is and like going back mm -hmm. to consistency right i feel like that's the hardest part you know because mm -hmm. you can anyone can be great once maybe right. twice you right. know but like every day every like, day all day all dishes across the menu like yeah. apps desserts mains yeah which brings us into a nice transition into removing a michelin yes. star yes consistency they're not joking about it mm -hmm. they will review your restaurant yearly mm -hmm. and i'm not just talking once a year they will come back over and over and <laughs> over again maybe not the same inspector right but different inspectors multiple times mm -hmm. and if your food is not always to par now like i said on that rainy wednesday uh where it's just a hard day to cook uh -huh. <laughs> they will remove your michelin star heartbreaking and it is i mean you saw uh do chef. not bring up gusto bro gusto <laughs> from ratatouille it broke his heart it, it, he committed suicide yes he died. <laughs> i'm telling you it's even said this isn't for sure but it said that uh -huh. gordon ramsay cried when he lost one of his stars oh i believe it York. man that yeah. man is passionate about his food mm-hmm so I would pay money to see that man cry just to know that he's also human, you know, Gordon Ramsay, yeah. if you want to sponsor this, uh, shout us out, yeah, please shout reach us out. us out to our Big business, fans Tilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Michelin star is nothing to joke about. Mm -mm. Um, as we learn more about it, it's just amazing. Uh, the history that the Michelin star has, I mean, the company's over a hundred theory. 30 years old the michelin star itself is almost a hundred years old mm. and i think that's why it's the most prestigious award because right. it's the oldest food award i mean yeah i, I haven't mean, heard of it anything other than michelin star exactly you know it survived what two world wars a handful of recessions yeah um just Donald all Trump. kinds of financial yeah. ups and downs yeah <laughs> it survived donald trump man it survived I mean everything and so to survive so long it, it means that you're worth something basically yeah. and that's why these Michelin stars are worth everything to, mm. to restaurants to chefs yeah and when you get one it puts you on the map not only does it put you know a chef on the cover of a magazine it brings customers into your restaurant and at the end of the day that's what a restaurant wants it's customers, money, people man. to serve. Yeah. Not no, not not entirely money. If you're a good chef, that's you're true, not doing it for the money. You're doing it to serve. Because you love cooking. Because you love cooking. Oh, little side note to the menu there. Mm -hmm. If it's all about the money, you destroy the chef and right. you know, he'll burn the restaurant down with you in it. Shout out. Oh, spoil alert. <laughs> Sorry, if spoiler. If you haven't alert. seen the menu. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Great Definitely movie. watch Great it. Great movie. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like that movie's all about the the breaking apart of the mm-hmm. chef. Yeah, and how his art is just it's a stripped, stripped away, stripped man. from yeah him. Yeah, it's just a moneymaker at that point. It's a beautiful movie. That wasn't even part of the Michelin star. No, it wasn't. Talk, but like you know, but it definitely it relates. It relates in a way, for in a way. sure. Yeah. yeah, and like that got me back on my cheeseburger vibe because mm-hmm. spoiler alert again um a cheeseburger saves some girl's life so it's a big spoiler alert it's a huge spoiler yeah so <laughs> so if you haven't seen the movie <laughs> yeah uh um, forget what we forget what just I said. talked about we'll, we'll put a spoiler alert at the beginning definitely so how about we go into some more interesting things about the mission star yeah oh i had something real quick yeah um i mean we're probably gonna hit on this at some point Mm -hmm. um but you know how like a michelin star is not given to a chef but it's given to a restaurant right that's something i didn't know yeah i'm assuming we didn't know that either things we didn't know things we didn't know man title of the podcast yeah because i thought like gordon ramsey he has 17 i'm like okay so he's got that Mm -hmm. like him himself Mm-hmm. But it's this restaurant, it's like restaurants. added together, right. and as we talked about, there's a maximum of three. Like mm-hmm. you want to get the third star, yeah, which is insanely hard to do, by right. the way. Um, and like you know, I like looked into things like if a chef leaves a restaurant, mm-hmm. the the star doesn't leave with him; like no. it's still there, you yeah. know. But I read that the like the key to a third star mm-hmm. is emotion. That's what they're looking for. Mm. And not just like emotion in the food and like it's in the restaurant and the mm-hmm. environment, it's in the experience. Mm-hmm. So you can't just like be like having the best kind of food. Like right. they eat it and they're like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever had. Yeah. Like huge your star. Mm-hmm. It has to be like the way it's staff, the way they're greeted, like the ambiance mm-hmm. of the place, you know? And that's just nothing like I never thought of it like that. Like you, yeah, you open a restaurant and you need all these things, you know, Right. because like personally, some of the best food I've had is from like a little hole in the wall. Right. You know, that just has amazing food. Like yeah. that Greek place in Norman, Oklahoma. Oh, Euros. The Euros. Days. I don't know what they were called. Like, I'll, I would love to plug them here, but mm-hmm. it's just it's just amazing food mm-hmm. in like someone's garage. And right. like, please more of that. You know what I mean? Oh, so good. Yeah. And that's what I like about the Michelin star, at least what they claim they're doing is that it's not about entirely about the fanciness. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get a Michelin star because you pay the most to eat there. You get a Michelin star because the food on that plate is the most delicious anywhere else. You mm-hmm. couldn't get it anywhere Can't else. Get it, man. So, yeah, since you brought up the three stars, let's go three into stars. what it takes to get a each star. Um, And these are like basic foundational things that the Michelin star tells you that you need to get each star. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. to get one star awarded to you, you've got to have top quality ingredients, uh, dishes with distinct flavors are prepared um, consistently. All right. Right. So it's it's a high standard already. And you're going to get a few, maybe five, six, seven visits from inspectors before you're mm-hmm. going to get that star. Right. And what they're going to do is they're going to eat, eat uh, each eat there, and then they're going to group up at mm-hmm. some later point in the year, and they're going to talk about your restaurant. They're going to talk about the food, the consistency, uh, the quality of ingredients, and right. then they're going to decide, all right, this place is going to get a, a, a star. Mm-hmm. Now, two stars. You can't get more than one star in a year. Wow. So what they're going to do is they're going to come back the next year 
and what they're going to be looking for that second year is personality and talent of the chef and they're going to want to see that it's evident in the food um and they're going to want to see that it's expertly crafted dishes mm. uh, so the food is refined and okay. it's inspired and they're going to make a lot of visits that next year also because if they're going to give you a second star they're going to not only want what uh you displayed with the first star mm -hmm. they're gonna want more they're gonna want to see right. that chef's personality again there uh, his emotion in there. his emotion brought out in those dishes mm -hmm. and then you get that second star they're gonna return the third year um and then this is for Oof. all the money Oof. this you can't get any more than three stars right Once you have three stars you are the top of the world you're the yeah. top of the top of the top yeah you're done you're tired yeah. you close yeah. it down you, you burn die. it down <laughs> yeah um and to get three stars uh it's it has to be superlative cooking mm. um it has to be the the peak of the chef's profession yeah the precipice um, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> the precipice <laughs> um the cooking has to be elevated uh, to an art form uh, that their dishes become classics, basically, okay. like world-renowned classics. Mm -hmm. It's not just really, really good food with really, really good ingredients. Mm -hmm. This dish is known worldwide by all the top chefs, by all the top reviewers, by all the magazines, by everything. At the end of the day, your food has to become a staple in society. Damn. That's crazy. That's, like, that's three a stars. Big thing. Yeah. yeah. Do you know any? Like, is that is that like a common knowledge? You know, like, what's like a dish that's like a three star dish? Oh yeah. No, I'm not. In, I don't run you know in those what I mean? circles. I don't run in those circles. But I feel like it should be more people well who do. I'm mm -hmm. sure they know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. And again, like they will come back each year and review, and hopefully you get more stars. But like we went over earlier, boom, they gone. will take a star away mm -hmm. if it's not consistent, if you're not still performing to that level. That's crazy. So, and, and like we said again, you never know when they're there. Mm -hmm. So you have to be performing every day of every year, of every second. So no sick days. Uh, no, no, no sick days. Uh, one chef was asked, uh, -huh. uh what happens like when you're not there, right. when you're absent, when you're sick. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the person asked, um, who cooks the food when you're not there? And the chef said the same people who cook the food when I am there. Oh, okay. Yeah, he says the restaurant runs as one, right. as one unit. I am not the person uh who's getting the star mm -hmm. it's the restaurant right 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 you so know? is he like supervising when he's there like what is what's is his role what does he do does he like that's a, check that's over a great things, question you know? and i feel like more informed people could tell you a better <laughs> answer but from what i know um obviously they run the kitchen right they make sure right. everything is being uh served perfectly sure. not only like uh tastefully but mm -hmm. visually Oh, you gotta know, have the visuals. That, that chef is gonna know when that dish is a hundred percent, or if it's ninety nine point nine percent. That chef knows that that point zero one percent that makes that uh, Michelin star dish. Right. And not to say that when he or she isn't there, that they're serving bad food. Mm -hmm. um, but we just know that without that chef, that head chef, mm -hmm. it's not going to be consistent always. Right. Right. And we know that because when chefs have moved on to different restaurants, they've died, they've retired. Restaurants have lost stars. 
Yeah. It was their consistency that brought the star. Yeah. And maybe one day they can leave and they're fine. Yeah. Maybe a week they can go on vacation. But if they retire, if they die, things like that, these restaurants lose stars because yeah. the consistency isn't there anymore. I mean, yeah. Look at a Gusto. Gusto, bro. Lost two stars. Gusto. Yeah. I actually have a crazy. fun fact on. Uh, oh, I love fun facts. Yeah. On um, the most winningest uh, Michelin star person ever. Who's that? Um, so his name is Joel Rubicon. How come I've never heard that name? I hope I'm saying it right. Uh, Rubicon. Rubicon. Can you <laughs> give me a guess on how many stars? You okay. Think he has? So Gordon has 17. Right. Pretty big deal. That's Pretty good chef. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to say 27. That's that's pretty close. Yeah. He has 31. 31. 31. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Michelin stars. Um, he actually, his first restaurant within the first year mm-hmm. got a Michelin star. He was 36 years old. It was a huge achievement. Oh, so we have time. Oh, We're only yeah, 24. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got time. <laughs> 12 years to convince him to start. To, Easy. You know, create palates <laughs> <Yeah>. and cooking <laughs> skills. Hey, I make pasta. I can boil noodles. I turkey meatballs that's just you know yeah, not I, normal i can boil noodles anyway <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and then the second year he got his second star mm-hmm. and guess what happened the third year oh did he get that prestigious third star third star that's his crazy. first restaurant first three years three wow. stars where's this restaurant at what's it called killed it uh it was in france oh of course um yeah if you look at the top five michelin star mm-hmm. chefs Four of them are are French, or they had restaurants in France. Yeah. We can see where this originated. It right, was, right, right. It was France. So America, how's America doing? Where are we on that list? Uh, I don't know, but not high. Not high? Because they didn't even start reviewing America to like the 21st century. Yo, uh, yeah, I was going right? to say, like, you know, like New York, mm-hmm. one of like the culinary capitals of the world. Right. Didn't even get included until in, 2005. Exactly. That's insane. Yep. That's like what you're reading. Uh, let's see. 18 uh, years. I do my math. 18 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did 23. Have you 2023 yeah. anyone? But that's crazy. Like they really went from nothing to like culinary capital of the world mm-hmm. alongside Tokyo, mm-hmm. which no, that, Tokyo. that was surprising yeah. me more that it didn't get included until 2007. Exactly. Like, and now Kyoto, Tokyo? a city in Tokyo, mm-hmm. um, or a city in Japan mm-hmm. has the most michelin stars for any city in the world right and again the michelin star has been around almost a hundred years but it hasn't been reviewing japan for more than 20 right you know so watch out france the world's coming (laughs) honestly um yeah that's that's crazy and yeah like on the run of the topic i saw like they don't review the entire world like Mm -hmm. not every country is included there's like certain regions so no, no hate against Afghanistan, but mm-hmm. they're not getting any Michelin stars they like, anytime soon. You know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, obviously there is amazing cooking happening everywhere. everywhere. In every region of everywhere, the world. Man. All the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Michelin star, at the end of the day, they are a business. They mm-hmm. do have business finances and Ooh. they do, uh, you know, they bankroll these 100 150 inspectors and their fine dining experiences yeah it's an expensive process Mm -hmm. and again at the end of the day they have to make money they're a business we Mm -hmm. were business majors were (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh we understand that um but 
again, if there's people in Afghanistan that are making amazingly mm-hmm. fine food and they may never receive the recognition they deserve. That is true. So one day, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these are, uh, these are some interesting things we have learned about the Michelin star. Oh, I got one more. I got yeah, one. Yeah. I knew you were going to touch on it. So I'm going to, I'm going to flame you a little bit. Oh, or let me on. ask you, did you run across the green Michelin? Oh, I did. Yes, you I did. did. Please tell me more about <laughs> That's it. That's my guy. Yeah. Okay. So green Michelin, right? Started in 2020. Very recent. We're only on the third year of this, which shows human priorities. But anyway, (laughs) in like short, the green Michelin is given to restaurants that have environmentally friendly procedures. They Mm -hmm. like sourcers food ethically, low waste. You know, they're just they're keeping the environment in mind, Mm -hmm. you know, cruelty free, all this good stuff. Um, and yeah, that just started in 2020. I think that's mm-hmm. a really cool development mm-hmm. to what they're doing, you Definitely. know, because some people care about the world and yeah. some people like Josh want to see it burn yeah, all the in, way a to few, the <laughs> in a few years. But I don't know. I think that's like a very interesting thing. Like it's obviously not as prestigious as the Muslim star. Right. But it's like a nice little addition mm-hmm. to the resume, you know, like, hey, I make good food. Also, I care about the world. And therefore, you should be recognized for therefore it. You should be make, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of cool the Michelin star to include that. It's the a little Michelin. A little late in the. I mean, yeah, a little twenty twenty. Really, you know, like it's fine. Did you come across their other award? Uh, the Poor People Award. That's what I called it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the the. Let me see if I say this right. Say say say. Bib Gourmand. Gourmand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ran into that. literally in my notes. It says Bib Gourmand. Made for poor people. <laughs> All right. So to go into that, it's award for great value. Great value, man. So it highlights simple yet skillful cooking mm-hmm. at an affordable price. Uh, the price limit is dependent on the country and their cost of living. Right. But like you said, it's not for people who want $1,000 dinners. Right, right. It's, it's more reasonable. It's reasonable. It's for the people. So it's it's for people who love good food, mm-hmm. but at an affordable price. Yeah. And I think that's very reasonable. Walmart. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> um, and yeah, the Michelin star, they, they've they been awarding that since about 1997. Okay. It was official in 1997. They had something okay. kind of like it for like 20 to 30 years before that, but they didn't officialize it till 1997. Nice. Um, and they actually named it after Bibendum. Do you know who Bibendum is? No, but it sounds like the Buddha. <laughs> Who's Bibendum? The Michelin Man. That's his name. Oh, is that his name? He has a name. Bibendum. I thought his name was just the Michelin Man. No, it's it's him. Bibendum. Bibendum. Yeah. So it's the Bib Gordon. So they they make it a little more classy. Right. Right. So yeah. they named their Poor People Award. After, after their, their mascot. mascot that's exactly what they did I, and it's not a poor people award let me just get that straight but it's just more affordable it's just something Definitely. like you and me might be able to go to mm-hmm. one day you know because uh, i know they have a price limit right i don't know what it is right. i didn't really go into it right but you can't charge more than a certain amount to exactly. qualify for this award so mm-hmm. canes 2023 man canes <laughs> oh, it's the first thing that pops up there's so much like chicken filet you know or um Dave saw chicken, Taco Bell. Right. Um, Taco Bell should have at least two stars. Oh, so nasty. It's a hit or miss. It's, it's a, a hit, hit or miss, miss, you know. Love it or hate it. Um, yeah, but 
more fun facts. Uh, you, you guys out there might be like, okay, all this talk of Michelin stars, blah, 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 what it takes. How many restaurants actually have a Ooh, Michelin star? Good question. Right? Yeah. So there are approximately, this is changing all the time each mm-hmm. year, but as of 2022, there are 2,817 Michelin star restaurants. All right. That's now crazy. you're like Josh. That's one star <laughs> restaurants. I want to know how many two star restaurants there are. <laughs> you want two? I got you. I would want three. I got you. Well, hey, look at me. <laughs> so there are 417 two star restaurants Ooh, in wow. 26 different countries, but most are in France, France of course, right? Um, and then that's such a big drop. From one star to two star? Like, that's insane. That means a lot of these inspectors go back to these one-star restaurants and are like, yeah, you're good, but you're not two-star good. Maybe I drank a little too much last time I was here. You know, everything just seemed better. (laughs) Right. And uh, I will say that inspectors, like I said, super anonymous, so they don't go in there with a notepad, taking notes (laughs) and writing down stuff. They have to remember everything for their report after Mm. the fact and these dinners can take two three four hours hours, you know so they're having to really just nail down all the important facts because Mm. they don't want to give anybody uh, a reason to think hey why are you writing down notes while eating you know right yeah fair point i don't usually do that at dinner yeah me neither another thing but yeah Give me, give me the number I want. want give me those star. three stars. You How want many? three star? Yeah. I mean, right. if, if it's that big of a draw from one to two, mm-hmm. is, is, is there like 20? Like, I don't know. Tell me, tell me. Well, the world has been doing well. Chefs have been not cranking lately. out. Well, not <laughs> lately, yeah. In this yeah. economy, yeah. bro. <laughs> not in this economy. Well, as of 2022, mm-hmm. again, this number has likely changed. But there are 137 okay. three-star Michelin restaurant. That's more than I expected, mm-hmm. but still, one thirty-seven in the entire like regions that they review. That's All that's crazy. Them. Yeah, uh, and they review mm-hmm. tens of thousands of yeah. restaurants each year. Uh, a lot of them never getting a Michelin star. Sad. Yeah, um, and then I actually have a fun fact on the longest reigning three-star Michelin restaurant. It's okay. a fun fact. Before you get to that, yeah. Would you happen to know if there's any three stars in the United States? I don't. No? I don't. I've still got to be at least one, right? Like a couple. Well, actually, Gordon Ramsay. Vegas, right? I think it was New York. It's in New York? I don't know if it still exists because he lost a star, and that's when they say he air quotes cried. (laughs) He probably cried. Yeah. Yeah. But there's definitely got to be a few, right? Yeah. Okay. That's a good question. So listeners out there. (laughs) <laughs> Let us know. You tell us some yeah. information, all right? Bold of you to say that in the plural. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listener, anyway. please let us know. Josh's mom, please let us know. Thanks, mom. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so fun fact about the longest reigning three-star yeah. restaurant. What you got? I'm going to butcher this, but I want to butcher this in, this in a way where you're not sure if I'm butchering it. All right, or not, let's get all right? it. Let's get it. So it's a restaurant called... La Aberque de Pointe de Cleu. Oh, God. <laughs> Did I do that well? La Aberque de, de Pointe de Colour. <laughs> In there. <laughs> okay, I can't say what I want to say because then we're going to lose all our French listeners. <laughs> but. Okay. <laughs> Wait, one more time. Like, seriously, like, one more time. La Aberque de Pointe de Pointe de Cleu. 
de Cologne. Oh, it says it in Cologne? Is that where it is? Um, like Cologne, France? France, yeah. Best smelling city in the world? That's the one. Cologne? Of Cologne. That would make okay. sense, right? See, I speak a little French. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah. So his name is Paul. I'm so sorry, guys. McCartney. Paul Bacuse. Bacuse? Bacuse. It looks like Bacuse. So he's French. He's French. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Paul Bacuse. Uh, it's a restaurant in France, and it was the longest reigning three-star restaurant in the world. I say was. Mm. This is kind of like a, like an asterisk type thing. Okay. Um, it earned its third star in 1965. Wow. And kept them till the guide made a very controversial decision to mm -hmm. demote the restaurant Why? in 2020. 2020. 2020. Wow. Bad year Two for that years guy. after the chef passed away. Oh, like really I said, bad year. consistency is everything. That's crazy. So... I say was because mm -hmm. technically it's not a three-star restaurant. It's done. It's two-star. Wow. Yeah. So, but to me, a person who isn't really technical about this, it's the longest reigning three-star right. restaurant. I mean, regardless, without its it is. Star. Yeah. Yeah. It might not be three-star anymore, but what is that, like 60 years, basically? It's ish? a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's something to be proud of. Something That's to be proud of. Super proud. Like, I mean, the Michelin uh, company, that had to be like their flagship restaurant, like the thing they're most proud of, mm. you know? And then they took away. So it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lesson of the day, never trust anybody. Ever. Especially but, the, from the Midwest of the U.S. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's about all the fun facts I got. Those are I good mean, facts, man. If you've listened this entire time to this podcast, you've learned way more about Michelin stars than you probably knew before because I know I learned more than way I more. did. Yeah. And now you're a little bit smarter. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're still listening, like, shout out to our fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to be optimistic. Fans. Maybe we fans. got like three or four, yeah. you know? And if you're out there, free merch when it drops for being the OGs. <laughs> Only four, though. Only four. <laughs> We got you. We got you. We got shirts. We got sweatshirts. We got everything. Will. One day. <laughs> yeah, One no, day. It's, it's not coming anytime soon. In the soon. future. In the future. 2024. Yeah. Keep a lookout. Um, but till then, keep coming back. We're going to keep back. teaching you things we didn't things. know and we think you don't know. There's a lot of things we don't know. So, yeah. long And that's series. why this is called Things We Didn't Know. Yeah. Because it's all of us together. Yeah, we would never like single you out and call you like things you don't you know. know like that's yeah. no who would do that <laughs> come on terrible but yeah well thanks for joining thanks for coming man again i'm yeah. josh i'm sebastian and we are things we didn't know one less thing we didn't know one less i like it yeah all right till next time see ya